Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, welcome back once again to another episode of Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith. We've got uh, Abe Loper here, and we're going to introduce him in just a minute. Our sponsor uh, for this podcast is Central Virginia Business Coalition. They're located at 147 Mill Ridge Road, Suite 207 in Lynchburg. If you've been to my office and taken a firearm safety class or active shooter, they are literally right next door. Um, CVABC is dedicated to promoting locally owned retail establishments and service providers. Uh, they help fuel the economy and preserve the unique character of our area. Uh, I can tell you they spend a lot of time promoting the buy local uh, idea and concept. They do coffee talks, discounts on local digital billboards, networking events for members that are included in the membership cost. So they're not going to nickel and dime you uh, for everything they do. Right now, they're offering a special of $75 a year to join. You can't beat that. I've been a member with them for about four years, and you absolutely, for what you get for your money, $75 a year is uh, is is nothing. So check out their website at cvabc.org. It's the Central Virginia Business Coalition. Uh, or you can call Heather Alto or Diane Erb at 434-528-1732. And then uh, with that, I have to say the disclaimer, the views, ideas, thoughts, and or opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official opinion, policy, outlook, or beliefs of the sponsor. So our guest, Abe Loper. You've been here before. Yeah, good morning. We talked about financial uh, about financial guidance and, and uh, how to manage money. We did. And uh, that, that podcast got a lot of view, a lot of listens. Oh, that's right. Listens. Yeah. So welcome back. Thanks. It's great um, to be here. Yeah, yeah. So this time we shifted gears. We're not talking about finance. Well, we may be talking about finance might a when you bit. get elected. That's what, we'll be talking uh, about a lot of finance. I sure hope city. so. Yeah. So you're running for Lynchburg City Council Ward 1. 1. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so you want to introduce yourself or talk, talk about your background? Yeah. I think everybody knows you well, in this town. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody knows Abe. Yeah, I, so I'm Abe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, we'll see you later. <laughs> Vote in. <laughs> so um, I have, I've been in Lynchburg for about 12 years mm-hmm. and... Uh, I started when I moved here working for the uh, Economic Development Council. Yeah. And so I was there for about four years, four and a half years in an uh, executive director role and uh, worked with local business owners uh, and some of the larger organizations, right? So companies like Arriva, Framatome, and mm-hmm. uh, BWXT, Centra, yeah. um, the universities, uh, towards trying to make sure that their young talent, people in their 20s and 30s who moved here as engineers, didn't come for two years and then move somewhere else because we were acting just as a feeder. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, but, but stepping stone. That's yeah, right. That's we don't right. want that. We want to no, keep them here. You're right. And so we worked. Uh, we had fantastic economic development team that worked on that. And then I was the, the executive director of the Workforce Investment Board locally, trying to make sure that we um, lowered the unemployment rate and found jobs for everybody regardless of skill set. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then I bought the White Heart Cafe downtown. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wonderful place. It was awesome. And there all the time when you when you own that. It was, oh, it was a good, that. that was a good gathering place mm-hmm. for Liberty students for um, uh, CV 
um, CVABC? Community College. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. CVCC. Uh, Lynchburg yes. University. I saw all yes. kinds of people in there. It was a good, yeah. diverse group that was always in there. Yeah. Well, we used to host events even for the Central Virginia Area Business Coalition. Yes. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in there, and, and yeah. that, that was awesome. Uh, but uh, I ran that for about five years. Yeah. Uh, until downtown felt pretty revitalized. Uh-huh. I went ahead and sold that to some folks and started working as a financial planner. Yeah. Excellent. And, and the, Everybody knows that story yeah. because I've been on, on yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. And if you don't know, go back and listen to that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the podcast where Abe talks about managing your It's really, it, it's things that you that you wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. And it's things that, I remember we talked about things that young people should be doing right now so they sit comfortable when they're really, really old like you and I. Oh, they're really old. Really <laughs> old. Really, really old. Um, so... I know I want to ask you why you're running, but one thing that I really have respected about you is for that. Well, I think I've known you for eight years. We worked yeah. together at Millermont, and yes. and uh, and we've been connected for about eight years, seven or eight years. Um, you've always been involved in everything mm. that you can in the community. A lot of time, pe- a lot of times, people will run for political office, sheriff or political office. You don't hear of them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden during the campaign, they're going to church, they're going to networking <laughs> events. All of a sudden, they pop up, and yes. they're such a good community supporter. You have been consistent with everything yeah. across the board, Thank and you. pretty much in all the surrounding counties, not just the city of Lynchburg. That's and right. so that means a lot. So what made you run? Well, I've been getting asked to run yeah. on a regular basis for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I and, remember and, people and, telling you that. And, yeah. and at a certain point, uh, you say, you know what, I I should probably look into this, take it a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good that I said no early on. I yeah. wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't know our community well enough. Right. I, I wasn't a mature enough person, all those things. Um, I'm in my 40s. I've got two kids. Um, my... Uh, my finances are in a different place than they were when I was 30. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and so now I'm looking and the, the things that are important to me are the things that are important to most folks in Lynchburg. Things like property taxes yeah. and downtown yeah. revitalization yes. and city schools mm-hmm. and public safety yeah. and making sure that when the city reaches into my bank account and takes taxes out, mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what happens. Taxes are involuntary, right. and, and, and the government says, we're going to take this whether you like it or not. We yeah. know you worked hard to earn it, yeah. but we're going to take it. I just want to make sure that this, this, when the city takes dollars from people's bank account, mm-hmm. excuse me, bank accounts, that they're good stewards of it, yeah. right? Because I'll be darned if, if the government's going to take dollars and be less efficient with them than I could be. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Especially when you don't have a choice. That's right. You know, all we have to do in life is pay taxes and die. That's, That's the only thing you have to do. It. And, it, and it's it, it's frustrating when, when you have to pay taxes and you see something happen in your community and you think, I wasn't even, we didn't even hear about that. And yep. it's being done and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and nobody, for example, and, and there's a there's a sidewalk here in Lynchburg that people are up right. in arms over, right? right. And, and it's a big deal. It's $9 it million dollars yeah, yeah. of taxpayer dollars yeah. for less than one mile of sidewalk. Right. And uh, and if you, I think if you have an extra $9 million, go ahead. Yeah. But the city of Lynchburg doesn't have an extra $9 no. million. Dollars. No. Uh, we have a massive pay shortage for municipal workers. Right. And that's teachers. Yes. That's the folks who pick up your trash. That's firefighters and police officers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how about taking care of your people first? Yeah. And, and so th- there are a few different examples of ways that the community or the city has, I think, 
done the community wrong right. by, yeah. by not being a good steward of their dollars. So yeah. I want to be a, a, a fiscal, a voice of fiscal conservatism on, on council. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what they've done with this, with the sidewalk issue. I hope they, I hope they've done traffic engineering studies. Um, you know, can there's, we had that problem in Daytona when I supervised the traffic unit, we had these problems and sometimes we were able to make it a one way street, which mm -hmm. gave more room for the pedestrians to walk without That's having right. to build a sidewalk. We could lower the speed limit down to 15 miles an hour, put the police out there and enforce it. Mm -hmm. So now we've got safer for, for uh, pedestrians because people aren't going by at 25 and 35, 40 miles an hour. So th there are other alternatives that, that we can do. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they've done. I hope they've looked yes. at a lot of other things. They haven't. Yeah. Listen, I know for sure because I had a conversation with Norfolk Southern Railroad. Yeah. There's a train trestle there on that street. Yeah. Uh, their conversation was, uh, their position is that it will probably cost an additional $40 million to update the trestle to code because of the street changes. Oh, my goodness. And so it's a really expensive project. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody in the city knows that right. it would cost right. that extra $40 million right. because they didn't do their due diligence to begin with. Yeah. Um, another thing is I, I went to the neighborhood that surrounds that area uh -huh. and talked to the folks who that sidewalk is supposed to help. Yeah. Now, they did say, hey, I work down there. And it's kind of a dangerous road. And I get that. I, I do too. Public I, public <laughs> safety and the safety of those people trying to get to the store or get yes. to work is number one. Yes. But there there are a lot of other alternatives to make them happy and to keep people safe. There are. In fact, if you were to take that $9 million and just put it in a bank account that yeah. made a very low, let's just say 5% return. Yeah. Right. Well, you're going to get $450,000 a year on that. Wow. And, and you can buy a shuttle and pay somebody to drive it and then if you said to all the folks who walk to work hey we were going to do a sidewalk but instead we're just going to give you a free ride to work every that's right day. they would they would be thrilled air conditioned heated <laughs> and right. out of the elements yes absolutely and it's and it's it's, it's yeah you wouldn't even spend the money yeah you just you know be able to provide that on on some of the benefits of having the money set aside in a good place yeah so uh, the, I really do want to uh, push the city toward asking some more questions and coming up with more creative problem-solving uh, scenarios. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. And we let's back up for a second. Yeah. What are the jurisdictions of Ward Ward 1? Because I don't know. Well, nobody really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really knows. <laughs> it's a mystery. Um, the, the way that the city has been chopped Kind of like up, a basic layout. Yeah. Basic yeah. layout. If yeah. you imagine, um, if you drive from Langhorne Road, uh -huh. from the hospital up to Rivermont Avenue, yep. it's everything on the left side okay. of you. Okay, that gives me an uh, idea. Boonesboro. Mostly, yeah, 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 that area. That's yeah, right. Okay. And if you're on Old Forest Road, yeah. um, it's everything on the side of the street that includes McDonald's and Bojangles kind yeah. of off back there yeah. towards um, Wigington Road yeah. and, and um, Peaksview Park and things like that. And then it's Rivermont Avenue uh, starting... Right near um, Magnolia Foods ish, uh -huh. yeah, and right and left sides all the way up Boonesboro, past okay. Kroger, past uh, past Food Lion, yeah, kind of that. It's mostly two four five zero three, yeah, but it does include if you can imagine this, not just that part of town, but also if you're on two twenty one. Mm -hmm. Near Blackwater Bike Shop, yeah, yeah, um, the neighborhoods back behind there. Okay, those are also Ward One. Okay, um, the parts that are in the city. So, right, right. Some neighbors live across the street from each other, and one is in the city, and one's in the county. Wow. And so, yeah, it's kind of chopped up. Yeah. Um, and there are even some some neighborhoods back in Boonesboro that have been carved out to be part of Ward Four. Yeah. Um, my the person who lives across the street from me is not in my ward. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it it kind of got gerrymandered up a yeah, little yeah. bit at some point, but. 
but um, it's more or less the Boonsboro neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, what's the platform for your campaign? I know you've been endorsed by uh, Fire Department. Yes. Is one that I saw. Yeah. Um, but what other platforms? Yeah, Which, so the... It, we're going to... Sorry. We're going to skip to... A, a, so you can talk about this too as first responders. They've yeah. been neglected in this city. Yeah. We're low on firemen, firefighters. Mm-hmm. We're low on their equipment. Mm-hmm. We aren't able to retain... I'm not saying all of our police officers are bad, but we need to pay our police officers more so we can retain good officers. We, mm-hmm. have, we have some great officers on LPD, mm-hmm. and we've had great officers, but they leave for better pay or more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to fix that so we keep those right. good people there. We got yeah. a great department, police and fire. Yeah, but we do. You gotta, you gotta. I don't want to say throw money at it, but you gotta keep up with the times. You do, and, and there, there, we've got two big problems. We've got um, this, these pay shortages that I mentioned, right, for all municipal employees. And and here's how bad that is. I don't think a lot of people understand. I read over the the budget, the proposed budget for 2021, which that starts this July and goes through the end of next June. Mm-hmm. And uh, pages 13 and 14 of about 200. Yeah. So right at the beginning, they say. We've, we've hired and paid a consulting company mm-hmm. to look at Lynchburg and similar communities and to evaluate how our municipal employees are paid comparatively. Right. And what they've decided is there needs to be a five-year plan mm-hmm. of consistent raises yep. to get our municipal employees up to 85% of what those people make in other communities. Right. 85% after five years of raises. Yep. They must be at 65% of what they should be getting paid right now. Wow. And when you take that and then you stack on top of it salary compression, which is what happens when I hire you as to be a police officer mm-hmm. at, let's say, $28,000 because it was the year 2000. Yeah. And now you've been serving for 20 years. Yeah. And you haven't received all the raises you should have received. Yeah. And so now when I bring a fresh new recruit on, they make more than you. Or almost the same. Yeah, not and good. Not and I'm good. their supervisor. That's right. Exactly. And you're saying, I'm going to move somewhere else. Yeah. This is Why this should I stay here? Yeah, there's no justice in that. Right. Um, so so salary compression and, and massive uh, pay shortages mm-hmm. are a big problem. So uh, addressing those, and you mentioned particularly firefighters. So I have been endorsed by the um, Firefighters Association. Yeah. By the, pol- the Virginia pol- Police Benevolent Association. Yeah. And um, and then by Sheriff Don Sloan, mm-hmm. uh, so yep. they've all been really supportive. Yeah, great. And, and they've uh, they've put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not just verbal uh, right. uh, endorsements. So I've been really grateful for that. And then there are some other endorsements too. Some of our more popular Republican legislators, so yeah. Ben Klein and, yeah, yeah. and Mark Peake. And you got a lot of good folks. people behind it. Yeah, uh, Bethany Harrison. Yeah, and I want to mm-hmm. say because you said it, I didn't. You, I didn't say it. You said it and brought up a good point. I said, uh, you know, police and firefighters need to have pay raises, but uh, that's because I come from a police background. I work mm-hmm. with firefighters, but you said municipal employees, and that's important too. They all need raises. Garbage pickup, yep. sewage treatment, public works, everybody's in there because going back to my law enforcement background, if we don't have good people working for garbage pickup, mm-hmm. the neighborhoods start to go down. Mm-hmm. There's that broken window theory yes. that brings crime in. Yes. So it's same with public works. We would have. A major incident in, in in Daytona, a tornado or a horrible traffic crash. Crash. Who's coming out to do traffic control with us and clean up public works? Yes. So you got to keep good people. Everybody across the board, every city employee should be making what other cities are making and bring them up to speed because everybody is important. I just I tend to look at it from you know police and fire. But, of course, that's, but you break everybody down. It's all a big team. It is regardless of what you do. Well, and, and if I think there's a massive, uh, a huge 
uh, team of people that we, we haven't even talked about, which is teachers. Yeah. The city schools are municipal employees. Um, I, I have a graduate degree in ed- educational administration. Yeah. Um, those folks locally do so much work. And if they do a good job, our, our teenagers, You're right. they they make good decisions when they're not in the classroom. That's right. And so um, for, as just as far as partnering with a community of law enforcement and public safety right. and education, yeah, yeah. it all works together. It does. And the teachers so, are very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the tax yeah, collectors aren't tax. Ta- our tax collectors, nah, they don't need to make any money. Nah, <laughs> it's just that's just right. Of them. You know, it's it, you know just uh, this year, twenty twenty, city council voted themselves a raise. Of course they did. Oh, right. Yeah. Just like and, the Congress and the Senate. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I I I see that and I think wow I I didn't think it was about the money right because it's so little anyway right exactly um, yeah and, yeah but, but also uh, the the. Municipal employees don't have the raises they need. Yeah, there should be a show of solidarity. Yeah, that says that until until our firefighters are making yeah enough, or until yeah. our teachers or police officers are somewhere in the ballpark of where they should be. Right, we're not giving ourselves a raise. Yeah, um, but that snuck through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when you wake up at two o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep, you got to remember. Those people are all still working. Yes, I know a lot of teachers that are up at two, three o'clock in the morning grading papers just yes. just to, just to keep their head above water. Mm-hmm. And so when we're home, you know, we turn out the light and we go to bed and we're all comfortable. There's a lot of city employees that are out there up away from their families working at night. Are, yeah, so absolutely. You, you had asked about my platform. Yeah, right? yeah. I, let me answer that question. Yeah, real quick. yeah, yeah. Fiscal responsibility. Right. Right. Conservatism. Some creative thinking around how we do some problem solving. Yes. Uh, I think yes. we need to propose ideas that people normally don't propose. Absolutely. And say, listen, I'm, I'm not saying this is the answer, mm-hmm. but I'm saying let's talk about it. Right. Uh, that's incredibly important. Uh, in Ward 1, there has not, in four years, our representative has not proposed one brand new fresh idea. Um, wow. Our, our representative wow. has sat in meetings, mostly silent, rubber stamped whatever that comfortable comfortable mm-hmm. and 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 absolutely rubber stamped whatever that political majority on council has proposed yeah and and i think it's time that, that we have a more active more responsive group of people mm-hmm. in council who um who really are uh looking to change the city in good ways right rather than just uh watch what happens? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. which is where our Ward One representative has been. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to think outside the box. You got to have fresh ideas. And every time you come to work as as a council person, you have to be. You know what? I'm ready to fight, fight, fight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Can't be routine. That's yeah. right. Um, what's your stance on the Second Amendment? I know what your stance is on the Second Amendment because <laughs> I took your class. <laughs> we've done some shooting together. That's right. Um, and what about sanctuary cities? How do you stand on that? I, I, I can tell you, I was I was very very embarrassed for our city at, at the way they treated uh, not only the Second Amendment supporters but anti Second Amendment people when they didn't even want to have that hearing. They made it hard for us. And then when I was I was watching on TV. I didn't have the chance to go, but I was watching on TV and the attitude and the lack of respect that they, not all of them, that they showed that audience was absolutely embarrassing as elected officials. Yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah, uh, it was It was pretty shameful. And and I think what, unfortunately, it, so, so here's the stance on the Second Amendment first, mm-hmm. and then I'll talk a little bit about that scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my stance on the Second Amendment is that I fully believe in the first and the second, and the third and the fourth, yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. amendments to the Constitution. Right. I think we have something very special and unique historically yep. in what we have as a Constitution that makes America what it is. Yep. And <clears throat> when a state tries to 
tweak that, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be friendly. Right, uh, right. Yeah, it, wait, then, then it's our job as citizens to say, you can say what you want up there, mm-hmm. but we're going to adhere to what made America what it is. Right. We're going to stick by the Constitution because in, in our minds to us, the Constitution holds more weight than whatever you just said in Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Right? And when you say we're going to be a Second Amendment sanctuary city, you are not saying we would like to change anything. Right. You're saying we're going to dig our heels in right. and stand by the rules that we've always lived by. That's right. And and I think that's an okay thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so um, it would not, would not have changed anything mm-hmm. if... The community had voted to be a sanctuary. It doesn't mean city. anything. It's no. just a stance. It's a stance, yeah. and I think we really ought to have done that. Um, now, when it comes to uh, the the hearing that mm-hmm. was held, and even I would even say more importantly, the meeting prior to that, where they voted to have the hearing, mm-hmm. uh, the behavior of certain council members, one of which is the person I'm trying to replace, right, um, w- was pretty appalling. Yeah, and and in the meeting where they proposed the hearing. Hundreds of Second Amendment supporters showed up mm-hmm. at a city council meeting and said, we would like to have a public hearing on the topic of sanctuary cities. Right. City council voted and said, that's good. We'll schedule a hearing for a few weeks from now. Yep. The room emptied out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vice Mayor Dolan, who is currently the Ward 1 representative that I'm trying to replace. Right. She said, oh, did I vote in favor of that? I pushed the wrong button. And how long has she been in the seat? Four years. Yeah, come on. It's It's a button. It's a button. You can't get it in four years? Then you don't need to be sitting in that seat. Well, you're right. Yeah. Right. So so she said, I pushed the wrong button. I meant to vote no instead of four. As Dr. Evil would say, right. Yeah, that's right. So it was a three to four vote. And what happened was when she changed her vote, it made it so that there would be no hearing. Of course. And then Sterling Wilder, uh, another another council member who is um, her political ally, he said... That's not right. Yeah. All those people are just here. You can't change it now yeah. that they're gone. And that's sneaky. That's what Richmond does. Yes. That's sneaky. Yes. And so they took a revote. Mm-hmm. She changed her yes to a no, but he turned, changed his no to a yes just to make sure the people were honored. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. Now, um, when we did have the, the Second Amendment Sanctuary City hearing, that conversation, unfortunately, um, the mayor, the vice mayor... And a couple other folks on on council really were incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, there were a hundred people who stood up. There were fifteen hundred people in that room. Yeah, and they gave speeches. Yeah, that they had practiced yes. in the mirror. That yes, they had stayed up all night writing. Prepared. Show that person some mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. They're working hard. A lot of them are are moms. Mm-hmm. They're they're the, they're the folks you see at the grocery store. Right, and, and this is important to them. Yep. And when they stand it up and they're having that conversation, and you're playing Candy Crush on your wow, phone. Wow, on you're, the phone. You're on your phone the whole time. You're looking at your watch. Wow. You, you know, you're... That's the message that I didn't like. That's sending yes. a message that you are not important to me. Mm-hmm. You elected me, mm-hmm. but you're not important to me. There's no... Con- Politicians have to know there's consequences for their, their actions. That's right. And I hope we show it to them Tuesday. Well, and, and this that's why this election to me is so very important. And a lot of people um, and, and I share hope that so. same feeling as you. It, it's, it, yeah. it's a matter of holding elected officials accountable mm-hmm. for not just their legislative decisions, right. but for their their um, treatment of right. the people who put them there, right, right? for their attitude. Yeah. And so if we can, I, I, truth is, if we don't hold them accountable now, it's a license for them to behave that way moving right. forward. Right, And the reason I'm so strong on this is we, I worked for a police chief that, that drilled into our heads 
police policing is is customer service mm-hmm. they are our customers if the little old lady hears a cat in the tree at three o'clock in the morning if we're not getting slammed with priority calls mm-hmm. we're going to go out there and we're going to listen to her problem we're going to fix that problem mm-hmm. because she is our customer we may not like it but right. he would say you will go out there and you will listen to everybody's problems you will give the 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 community service, that's and, right. and that's what it is. That's our job. We're we're paid by taxes, and that's that's why I was so upset about how they treated. You know, they're playing on their phones and they're looking at their watches, and and their tone of voice wasn't as welcoming as it could be, or at least diplomatic. Yeah. And and that's just wrong. That, that's not. You have to listen. People just want to be respected mm-hmm. and listened to. Yeah, and, and the the tone was more uh, dismissive and condescending. Yes, absolutely. Right? And, yeah, and, and we need to change that. Yeah. So we talked about first responders. Um, we need to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, the fire department is yeah. is greatly understaffed, and, and that's scary. We have a big apartment fire and a bad traffic crash. We're done. done. Well, we can pull people from other counties or other jurisdictions. That takes time, it takes and time. it pulls from their jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. I have a business in Lynchburg. I live in Bedford. I'm concerned about both places for my for my safety and health. Right, and, and I think you know anybody who's thinking through this is going to say, "Wow, well." If there's 15 fires around, you know, clearly nobody's going to have enough firefighters, but that's never going to happen. I get that. But there is there is a threshold mm-hmm. where you say you should have this amount of staff for the, these this type of population. And I think that's a national standard for firefighters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a standard. Right, it's, right. It's kind right. of a, um, a best practices number. And our fire, fire department is understaffed by more than 60 firemen. Wow. That is a lot. That's scary. And one of the worst things about it is... Um, not just response times and inability to respond to certain things, but it's that you end up paying a lot of your existing firefighters overtime to work extra. That, exactly, and, and it costs a ton of money. That's right. And so, if we and can, you're wearing them out, you're, you're, and, you're yes, you're wearing them and their families out. So when they are working, are they giving a hundred percent? Can they? Mm-hmm. Because you've worn them out. Yeah. You've exhausted them. Well, and you also put put them at a higher risk of things like PTSD mm-hmm. injury. And that ends up costing the city a lot of money over yeah, a long period of the time. Big too. picture. So, so the I, the big picture is important. Yeah. Uh, so the firefighters definitely are understaffed. They're not properly equipped. You know, they're they're at least two ambulances short um, of making mm-hmm. sure that they can respond to a multitude of of and, and again within reason. Right. You know, the anticipated mm-hmm. needed calls. Yeah. So, um, so that's a big problem. They've been asking for years, and there has been no response. You know, the the. The city council instead has allocated dollars to things like sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. and roundabouts. Well, the city council <laughs> gave themselves a raise. That's and, a, that's and, really important. Yeah, it, that, that's a, that's huge for public safety because they're going out. I'm being sarcastic, people. If you don't know me. I'm being sarcastic because the city council are going out at three o'clock in the morning. You know, when somebody's right. injured or having a heart attack or or breaking into a business or a robbery, they're the ones going out. Yeah. Well, and. and Part of it is understanding that if you're on city council, you are not elected to a celebrity position. Right. This isn't something that you should be doing for notoriety. Yeah, yeah. This isn't something that you do because you're a great philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, I, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek that my opponent is a great philanthropist. Yeah. She's a generous, kind woman mm-hmm. when it comes to local charities. Yeah. But that does not qualify you to be a decision maker right. at the city level. Right. 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 In fact, if any of my neighbors had the resources that some of these great philanthropists have, mm-hmm. they would be equally as generous. Absolutely. They're wonderful people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, Absolutely. But we should be hiring outstanding decision makers who have yep. a track record of strategic thought and and uh, uh, creative 
processing. Yeah. And, and right now we don't have that. Yeah. What are some things you can do? You know, when this coronavirus clears up, if it ever does, I right. think after the day after the presidential election, it'll suddenly, <laughs> suddenly go away. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> Democrats won't be interested anymore unless unless Trump gets reelected, then they're going to be interested. Yeah. What are some things you can do to rebuild? You know, how can we bounce back from this? Right. Um, I I think it's it's going to be really unique. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard because the this is this is not just an issue that impacted an area of a community, and then we have to take resources and rebuild it right um kind of like the big tornadoes right that came through a few years ago um instead this is something that has taken all the money out of the community already yeah right a lot uh tens of millions of dollars from our lynchburg city budget next year are gone yeah and we're gonna have to find ways to make those ends meet Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't spend dollars you don't have right although sometimes the government finds a way yeah Uh, but we're gonna do our best (laughs) not to do that yeah um I think what we're going to really have to do is we're going to have to say, hey, we've got some core services that must be protected. Mm-hmm. So we cannot cut from police, fire, EMS. We cannot cut from city schools and teachers. Right. And probably because this is an economic disaster, mm-hmm. we can't cut from economic development. Right. Uh, everything else is going to be on the chopping block. Yeah. And all of these other parts of the community have to be community partners and say, we understand we're not part of the very core services. Right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have to propose, and I think you ask these communities, these organizations like Parks and Rec, right? Right. And you say, hey guys, we love you. You're incredible. Yeah. But if you don't take a cut now, the whole city's gonna suffer. Yeah. Um, give us a proposed budget that's 25% less than what you had before, mm-hmm. and work with these different departments, right? To find a way to make ends meet, and it'll probably take a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But. I think this is again. It's a long-term plan, right? It's and it's something that says we're going to have to look at a long game. I also think if if there are federal dollars available um, to help small businesses, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the small business loans that were available uh, over the last couple of months federally got eaten up by big businesses, mm-hmm. which is it just it was a I would call it a tragedy. It was scam. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, I think. Our, one of our greatest assets, and I would even say in every community, but I know for sure in this one, it's uh, it's our small business owners. Mm-hmm. They employ more people than the large businesses. Right. They, um, you know, they take care of some of the more uh, basic needs. Right. I, I saw a great sign that said, "When you choose to to eat here at this small mom and pop rather than the big Applebee's or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're helping to put." A five-year-old girl through ballet class. Yeah, you're yeah. not buying another private jet for a CEO. Right, and it's a different type of thing. Right. So, I and that even, money stays local. It stays you, local. You spend at mom and pop. It stay that mom and pop live local. They're going to spend it local. Yes. Yeah. Everything from the, the person who made their signs is probably local. It is, and the, you know, it they're is. printing. Who printed? I use everybody and, local for yeah. everything. I, yeah, I, I I don't do internet. I I being a small business owner in Lynchburg, you know, in this area, I want to support others, and it, it, I've seen it stay there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with that in mind, just everybody who's listening, please support your local businesses yeah. during this multi-phase reopening. Um, Especially I, T4 Tactics. <laughs> please come out and buy a t-shirt and take a gun That's class. Right. Yes, I've got a t-shirt. They're great. I took a gun class. It was also fantastic. Um, I will t- tell you one of the most impressive things about what you do is that in Virginia, you can you can go online and get yeah. a, a 
uh, concealed carry permit yeah. without ever firing a weapon. Unbelievable. It, it drives me crazy. It does. Up and, until July 1st. So that'll no longer be allowed after this July 1st. Thank yeah, God, actually. I know. You know. That's good. That's one but, thing good I think the governor has done. One yeah. thing. Right. <laughs> and the, 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 you know, that's nice. We can say something nice about governor. We one at, thing. We're, we're so kind. <laughs> um, but hopefully that will funnel more people to you. Yeah. Because yeah. having the opportunity to learn from somebody with your experience and then also to sit there with you watching and maybe for the first time, discharge a firearm. Absolutely. Um, making sure you're comfortable with and understand yeah. how that is going to work and yeah. feel is so important. I've got a girl coming in an hour that took the class online, and she's been carrying concealed for three years and has never fired the gun. Wow. So she's coming to start from the beginning again. We're going to do it over. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, how do people vote, which is this Tuesday in two days, yeah. the, uh, 19, May 19th. May 19th. Yeah. So... Um, you, you go to your normal precinct. Yeah. Voting is going to be like it has always been. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that's super important, and, and if you're not registered, it's too late to get registered. Yeah. If you're a registered voter, and most of us are who are of age, um, it, some there are so many registered voters who just don't vote. Yeah. And here's something that really uh, is gonna is eye opening. Uh, four years ago, in 2016, there was obviously a big presidential election, mm-hmm. um, and there was also a little city council election. Same year, the city council election took place in May. The presidential election took place in November. Mm-hmm. Um, both 2016, both in Ward 1, I'll just use Ward 1 numbers. Um, in Ward 1, the total number of Republican votes, conservative votes even, we'll say, that were cast in November yeah. was almost 5,000 votes. Wow. So we've got 5,000 conservatives yeah. that live in Ward 1. Wow. So uh, how many, might somebody guess, were cast in May in mm-hmm. the city council elections, which are statistically more likely to impact your life. Yeah. Local oh, politics, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the total number of conservatives who voted in May was less than 1,200. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had at least 3,500 conservative voters yeah. who are registered and who vote. Yeah. Just choose not to vote at all in May. Unbelievable. Uh, and that's why we have the council we have. Yeah. So I'm telling folks who are like-minded. By not voting, you're voting. You voted. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you absolutely. voted for the other person. You voted for the other person. Yeah. Um, the, I'm... My opponent is, in every sense of local politics anyway, Goliath. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a it's a community staple who's a multimillionaire. Right. Who is the vice mayor. Right. Um, and there's a, a really well-oiled political machine running her campaign. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a grassroots guy. Yeah. I'm a small business owner. Uh, and, uh, and so what we're working for... But there's a lot more to be said about you, you know, that we've already said. Yeah. You know, I mean, for, for going up against her, you will listen to the people. Mm-hmm. And and if anything, those 1,500 people that show up to that sanctuary city that night, that's right. they had better get out and vote yes. for somebody that's going to protect their Second Amendment, their Constitution, because it's slipping away mm-hmm. in the city of Lynchburg. And all those 1,500 people should bring five of their friends and family to it. Start telling your boss now, tomorrow when you go to work, mm-hmm. tell your boss, I need Tuesday off to yep. go vote. I yes. need a half hour to go vote. That's right. But you had better, you can, I get people in the in the gun classes that are pro-Second Amendment, oh, I can't believe the sanctuary city. Well, did you vote? Have you voted? No, I, I don't have time to vote. I work. Yeah. <laughs> then you got nothing to say. You got nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say. Go put that's your gun right. in the closet because you won't be able to have it you know, soon in Lynchburg. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and that's that's the thing. It's just getting people to vote. And, and I yeah. would encourage your listeners, too, if you're going to vote, take five friends with you. Absolutely. Right? Because I, that it's going to take that kind of a turnout. It is. To, to win, at least in Ward 1. I think it's yeah. going to take, if you're in Ward 2, 
right now where Larry Taylor is running against uh-huh. Sterling, Sterling Wilder. Larry's a good guy. Larry's a great guy. If yeah. you want to get to know him, listen to the podcast from yesterday. Yeah, just did a podcast yesterday <laughs> with Larry. Larry's a great guy. He's another listener. He is. He wants to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's a much better listener than I am actually. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a blabbermouth, but yeah. not but good, not Larry. Good Christian guy. Larry's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you have to vote. You have to vote this Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be imperative. Um, critical. Critical. And, and if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask when you vote. It's okay. Right. right. Um, there will be protocols in place. In fact, one of the polling places uh, is a it's a church, and they don't want folks inside. They were a little bit afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have tents set up outside, and they're going to be air conditioned, and everything's going to yeah. be fine. But the precautions have been taken. You just need to get out there. Right. Get in your car, drive to your polling place, and cast that Right. Ballot. Yeah. Wear your mask. Take your alcohol, your hand sanitizer. The location's already going to be safe. You know, they're yes. going to take, they're not just going to open it and say, come on in. That's right. Everything's going to be taken care of. But uh, I'm sure you've been going to the grocery store or stopping to put gas in your car, doing things still. Please go out and vote. You, we've got to, we've got to protect, you know, the governor passed a law that uh, the cities can now say where you can and can't carry your gun. Mm-hmm. This vote, people don't realize this if you're pro-Second Amendment, yep. if anything, if you don't care about anything else, go out and vote for these Second Amendment guys yeah. that are running. Because yeah. that's that to me, that's the most important. That's right. I mean, oh, well, I mean there were five new yeah. gun control laws that were passed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just one of them. And they're going to trickle down to us if we don't they, change They begin council. on July 1, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're already a thing. And, and it would be great if Lynchburg said, you know, we're going to be a community that uh, chooses to respect the Second Amendment more than Richmond does. Right. And uh, and so, you know, because one of the, the Constitution rules, says so, because the Constitution right. says, so. right, that's right. You know, I've I've purchased firearms before. Uh-huh. And sometimes, especially at some of the smaller shops. Yeah. I'll say, what, hey, can I get a deal if I buy that one and that one? Yeah. Right. One for me, right. one for my little sister. Yeah. For her birthday or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and you can. Yeah. Except not anymore because you can only buy one a month. I know. And Un- so, unbelievable. You know, it, that kind of infringement. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's one little step at a time. Yeah. You know, it is. It, they're never going to try away. and pass a whole thing, mm-hmm. but they will chip away at that mm-hmm. right little by little. Mm-hmm. Next thing it'll be, well, you can only buy one every six months. Mm-hmm. And then if now you only buy one a year. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, and we've seen it. If you follow politics with the Second Amendment, we've seen it. Uh, we're almost out of time. Anything else you want to add? No, no. My, okay. the, the, the most important thing is just go vote. Yeah. Um, if you believe in fiscal conservatism, Second yeah. Amendment rights, if you believe in taking care of the people who serve our community, mm-hmm. then put somebody in council who is going to listen to you and who's going to make some decisions and who's going to propose some new ideas yeah. rather than just sitting there. Thinking outside the box. Yes. Yep. A bloper. Yep. Good. It was great having you on again. Some good information now. Yeah. Just like the last one with, with finances yeah. and stuff. That was that was good. Um, once again, sponsor is Central Virginia Business Coalition. Uh, go talk to Heather Alto or Diane Erb, 434-528-1732. Or, uh, or look at their website. It's cvabc.org. Running a special, $75 a, a year to join. Um, once again, thanks for joining us on Active Listening. I've been your host, Marco Galbraith. Be safe, everyone. Go out and vote Tuesday for Lynchburg City Council.